This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding, and I'm joined by Jim Sebastio. Hey, Jim. Hi, Brian. We're going to jump right into topic in just a minute. But before we do that, as we're starting a new year, we just want to say thanks for those who have supported and encouraged us in this ministry. Uh, you can access all the content on our webpage through practicalshepherding.com. And there's everything from books to, what, Jim, 150, 160 podcast episodes now. 160 plus. There you go. So um, we have, but we also have the Shepherd's House that now has launched. And yeah. we want to encourage everybody to check that out. We have a 180-acre property with a six-bedroom log cabin that someone has given us to use for most of the year this year. And our whole goal is to want to bring pastors in and love them and care for them and give them some time away and even give them a, someone to be able to meet with to talk through some things if, if they would desire that. It could be that. you. It could be me. Or you, Jim. It, it could be it me. Could be it could you. be us. Or a number of other guys we have involved doing that. So I uh, hope you come and, and you go to the website and you have to request to come stay. And uh, we hope you would do that. We would love to, to see you. And, and meet you if we haven't, and for you to be a part of that. So the Shepherd's House is, is a really important thing to, to look into on the, on the website. But we are going to uh, jump in right into topic, and this is a good topic for us to talk about, of all things, in January. Start of the year, Jim, it's cold in a lot of places. It's mm. dreary. In a lot of pr- COVID's uh, making its its forty fifth head rearing, has arisen. It's ugly head again, and so the topic we want to talk about today is: Is it okay to quit if you're a pastor? Is it okay to quit, and maybe why is it okay to quit? Is it okay? What are the reasons maybe to quit? And for you and for myself, who both had long pastorates, you've had much longer than I have, but uh, I. I, I did some su- decent time in 17 years at one church. So what makes you stay if you are tempted to quit at some point? So we want to address this. I want to, I'll first say that, you know, I regularly talk with pastors who are about to quit or just struggling and, and con- tempted to quit or have quit because is that reason. Is that the number one conversation that you have? It's not the number one conversation, but a variety of, I, I it's kind of two pieces to, a lot of the conversations I have is there's this issue they're trying to wrestle through. Yeah. And the second call is they're calling about an issue they're wrestling through, but that issue or the accumulation of those issues is making them wonder if they should stay. Right. So it's usually a problem of some kind they're calling and wanting us to talk about. But I would say in many of those cases, it's pastors either determine whether they should leave where they are. It's not a good fit, or they don't think they're in the right spot, or they're questioning their, even their own calling, right. whether they should do that. I want to say that from the outset, because there may be many listening to this who struggle in the same way. And if you do, it's kind of hard to talk about that. You know, A lot of pastors don't want to reveal things like that, that they're tempted to quit or questioning whether they're gifted or called mm-hmm. to do this. And so, yeah, this is an important topic, and I think a good one to to be to start at the first part of the year. Before we get into it, though, Jim, why don't you maybe talk about some some texts in in the New Testament that might be helpful for us to think about when there's this you know when ministry's hard, there's this temptation to quit, and how do we sort through it from a biblical perspective? Well, Brian, I think that first thing you'd want to say is that I think that the the scriptures do indicate that ministry is going to be hard, uh, and I think you see that you see that primarily in the pastoral epistles and and perhaps especially in Paul's writings to Timothy and then especially in 2 Timothy where there is that uh, I think there is a uh, an exhortation there and this is more on the you should stay side 
but you know, Paul brings out a, a series of, of fearful realities that are going to be a part of part and parcel of ministry. Uh, people in the church that are not going to endure sound doctrine, etc. And he tells him there. Uh, basically to fulfill your ministry uh, and bear patiently, endure affliction, is, is, is the expression he uses in verse 5, I think it is, for uh, 2 Timothy 4, 5, endure affliction. And, and and then he says, do the work of an evangelist and, and fulfill your ministry. And yep. I think that there's an interesting tie-in uh, with with those three uh, phrases that allows a guy to be able to stay. But that's set against the backdrop uh, a pastoral difficulty, and, and particularly the difficulty more outside of himself uh, than within himself, because I think the the two things that make us want to quit are things within ourselves or deficiencies within ourselves or felt deficiencies within ourselves. And then the other is just some of the uh, trouble and trauma associated with, with pastoring real people uh, in a real world and a, a church that's not yet fully uh, sanctified. So, yeah. you know, th- those two things. But I think, Brian, that that, that reality of endure uh, is endure affliction reminds us that there is affliction. Now, that's an, that is an apostolic word to a specific man. Right. And I think there may be some men that it would be cruel, uh, a man who is totally at the breaking point and his family's at the breaking point, and you just put your arm around him and say, well, here's a text for you, endure affliction and fulfill your ministry. Uh, some men may need to hear that. And, there, and here's the thing, brother, there's no one size fits all. Some men may need to actually hear that and, and, and put some, you know, it's, it's going to you know, put some steel in their backbone. Uh, for, uh, for another man, it would break him with a cruelty uh, to say that to him and, and collapse him in a kind of religious guilt, potentially. Mm. Um, but you know, as far as a text that does come to my own mind uh, in, in that regard, uh, you know, that's that's one of those. Yeah. Um, and I think also Paul's word to Timothy that the servant of the Lord must be, you know, gentle, uh, instructing with patience, uh, trusting that God will perhaps grant uh, the erring person their repentance, and so that there is. I mean, we may talk something about this later on, but patience and perseverance. Uh, there go in and, and and if you're not able to do that and if you're not able to minister with a degree of hope if you've lost hope in your own effectiveness and or lost hope or confidence in the ability of the word to work in the hearts of of a people or 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 one person or two people in particular that are um that are the thorns in your in your ministry then you're not going to i don't i don't think you're going to be able to endure well yeah yeah that's good also think of that text that where where Paul's saying you know I'm you know I'm, I'm perplexed but not crushed I'm mm. you know he, he brings out that I mean it's what Second Corinthians I believe mm-hmm. uh, that, that and that's that's the letter he's writing to the Corinthians to defend his apostolic ministry and where he, he talks about more than anywhere else really the suffering the unique suffering that he as an apostle went through in his ministry and so I think that uh, we we have to recognize. Ministry is not just hard. Like there is a unique difficulty right. to it. So the you know the the stats that we throw around a lot with our ministry here, practical shepherding is, uh, you know, fifty percent of pastors don't make it five years, eighty percent don't make it ten years, and ten percent of pastors retire pastors. So you know, 
that's a startling stat. It really gets our attention that this is something very uniquely difficult. And I think I saw there's a couple articles that have come out recently that like really well-known, respected pastors, longtime pastors. I think I saw one recently that Tim Keller wrote that he he basically is arguing there's things that pastors are dealing with now that he didn't in his 40, 50 year tenure. And yeah. so even guys like that are heightening saying there is a this is a very unique time to be a uniquely difficult time mm-hmm. to be a pastor, be in ministry. And there's we could that could be a whole podcast. This is not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is is thinking about whether it's okay to quit, wrestling through that when you're tempted to do it. You hit on it a little bit, Jim, but I want to talk let's start here and kind of progress from what are you know the reasons that pastors quit? You mentioned you know, a couple of them, uh, something personal with us, something within us that makes us want to quit. There could be different things there. Uh, the difficulty of dealing with the people that right. we, we care for, that that can just come to a head, and that's the thing that actually makes us quit. I can't do that with them anymore. Right. I, you mentioned those two. I would add a third one in there just for the piece, for the sake of conversation. Uh, um, wrongful expectations about what being a pastor is actually going to be. Right. Uh, I find more and more now, especially with younger guys, they have stepped into the ministry with an idea of what this is going to be. And they got that idea from different places. But what I'm finding is they either think it's pretty much just about preaching. So that's all that, that's the main thing they're going to get to go and sit in their study and focus there and write a sermon and come preach. And they're like, wait, yeah, for some reason they had the expectation they weren't going to deal with people very much. (laughs) And and so obviously that's a wrong expectation, but but yeah. you got to honor the fact that these guys are coming in in that way. The other and I had I've had a, several conversations this week as we we're recording this already from guys that uh, were struggling because they just had the wrong expectations of how hard this is going to be. And right. so I think that I find that guys realize it's almost like once you realize your expectations have been off the mark, you either have to pull you have to adjust them. Or you're never going to be satisfied doing this. And that leads a lot of guys to quit. So the expectation thing, I think, is big, too. Anything else you think of that makes guys, qu- that makes guys quit? I, I think, well, Brian, maybe this goes along with expectations. It's, it's the realization of, of, of what a faithful ministry takes out of you. Uh, just if you've never done it before, if you've never prepared for however many weeks of ministry, so let's say Amanda's 48 weeks of ministry, gets out of seminary, he's never done 48, maybe he's never preached 48 times in his life. He's about to, he's and about now, to do it, yeah. in the next 10 years, he's going to do 500, 600, 700 different, distinct sermons, and, and, and to think, do I have the, is the well going to run dry? And I, I, I've never tried to do this before. I, I've, I've said everything I feel I need to say within a certain amount of weeks or, or whatever the case might be, or you, know, you get writer's block or sermon block or whatever else. And then, Brian, as you said, then that, that other part, just the overwhelmed part of dealing with not not necessarily somebody who's obstinate, but just somebody who's hurting, uh, somebody who is uh, going through something, and you find that uh, whatever you thought was helpful in your 
maybe your counseling class and, and, and you went through your notes and you did what you thought you had to do and the person isn't helped and, and yeah. they're still sad or they're still sorrowing or they're still struggling with their sin or whatever. And again, you then you begin to feel maybe like, I thought that would do it. I, I, yeah. I thought it would, and and it doesn't. And that's an and then, expectation issue, too. right? Right. Yeah. So I'm saying, yeah. So yeah. it falls on the back of that. So, you know, am I am I a failure? Am I the right guy for this? And uh, you know, et cetera. I think those are some of those things. That, well, and you're bringing up an interesting point that connects to the next place it goes, and that's, you, I have an expectation if I do this the way I was taught to do this, it's going to help this person, right? And when it doesn't, instead of just realizing that sometimes we help people. Sometimes we don't. Uh, we have there's a level of just relying on God if He chooses by His Spirit to work in that moment or not. But what guys end up doing is they end up. I have the expectation that I'm going to do this. It's going to help this person. When I don't help them, is am I should I be doing this? You know, is there something wrong with me? And and guys have this snowball effect on based on the results right. of their ministry. They weigh one their value into their calling. Right. And often and, and when we say results, we're talking sometimes very like immediate results. Right. You know, like so I preached an evangelistic sermon and nobody came forward yeah. or nobody professed faith and you're thinking, oh, that was a failure. Yeah. I did four and, counseling sessions with you. Why are you not fixed at this moment? You know? Exactly. When you right. bring an expectation like that, you're we know you're setting yourself up for failure, but that doesn't. I mean, we still bring those expectations wherever they come from. So let's let's go here. What? So what are some? So these are reasons. These are just kind of categorical reasons that guys qu- quit periodically. What are some areas, Jim? Let's just kind of go back and forth. What are some areas that we would say in general are legitimate reasons that a pastor would maybe either need to quit or just step away from ministry for a time? I'll go first. I'll start with kind of the low-hanging fruit, and we can move from there. If a pastor's about ready to lose his faith, mm. um, if he's trying wow. to lose his yeah. own faith, his own soul, yeah. uh, if, if that's legitimately happening because of the pressures of ministry, it is time to step away, get some help, regroup, and determine whether you should keep doing this. Yeah, and I think, Brian, what as we talk about this, I want to make it clear. Sometimes we're talking about, and you, you did mention this, we may be talking about it's – it's time to leave this ministry, right? And sometimes it's time to leave the ministry. Yeah, right. That Very, that I'm true. not just going to I'm not just going to leave this church and move on to another church. But I think I should I should no longer be in ministry. We're talking about both both those things. Yeah, to be so applied both to what of these things. About. So that's and, a great you know, distinction. So, you know, but though, but right. I think we need to you know that yep. because some guys you say listen this this I talked to a man recently. And I was trying to encourage him because he was in a difficult situation that though all churches have problems, not all churches are like this. Right. There are actually churches. There really are churches full of people, by and large, who love the word, want nothing more from you than that you will give them the word without compromise and that you'll love them and be there with them. And for them, that's it. And really, and at the end of the day, isn't that all that we all want anyway? Right. It is. Yep. And that's what we want. And that there are churches like that. A lot of men have never experienced a church like that. Yep. A lot of men go through years and years of ministry, and they've never, I don't know, you ask, have they ever really been part of a true church? Have they really shepherded a bunch of goats, et cetera? I got to be careful with that because that can be, that sure. can be, that can be you know, weaponized. But there are guys, I think, who have a sincere desire. They have gifts. They have graces. They've never been in a situation where people have uh, 
you know, really very thankfully received their more of a healthy you know. situation. Yeah. So, so yeah. So okay. they've not been in that. And so again, so that you might you you ask the question. This is the question you have to ask: Is that is it me? Is it me? Is it them? Is it us? Right. So those are the three questions of every relationship: Is it you? Is it me? Is it us? Because sometimes the problem's me, sometimes the problem's you, but sometimes there's a unique problem, you know, it's an oil Between and water situation, right. but that, that somebody else would be fine in this situation, you're not. You're not the man for this situation. Right. You're not the man for this congregation. They need somebody different than you. Uh, so I, I think, Brian, that recognition that we have of somebody who is uh, looking at themselves they are questioning their effectiveness. Uh, you, know, you so you mentioned that you're losing their faith. I think saying my public ministry, my private ministry bears little to no fruit. I think it's a general truism. The words of Jesus, he's talking about himself as the chief shepherd, but he says, "My sheep hear my voice and they follow." That's a truism about sheep and shepherds. And so, if we are shepherds to any degree, our, our sheep will. They'll, they'll recognize us. They'll, they'll hear our voice. If they're not, the question comes, are they sheep or am I their shepherd? They may be sheep, but I'm not their shepherd. And, okay. and so I think a man may recognize that uh, I may not be gifted for this. The Lord may not have called me and equipped me to this. I loved him. I wanted to serve him. People encouraged me to do this. But at the end of the day, this is really not having tried it, it's just, it's not what I meant to do. Okay. So we're saying, so first thing we said, if, if a pastor's about to lose his faith, he needs to yeah. quit, step away. You're saying if he's determined, he's just not called to do this. He's not a shepherd yeah. or he's maybe not the right shepherd for that group right. of sheep. Then that would be a reason. Okay. I think so. Yeah. All right. I'll throw another one out. Uh, I think if you are in serious danger of losing your family, mm. uh, it, 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 you, it's time to step away. Now I, I, I say that be, because... I think you have to have a, a a real understanding on what the reality of your family life is with this, because I talk to all kinds of pastors. Ministry is hard on families in general, but you know, if a wife is doesn't want to come to church anymore because she's been so hurt by the people there, and or you know the kids are a, a mess, whatever reason in family life. I mean, it's part of the qualification in First Timothy for right. three to. To manage your household well, and that can mean a lot of different things. It certainly doesn't mean pastors don't have problems or major problems in your family. Mm-hmm. But you know, if your wife's about to walk out and leave you because you're in ministry and your your marriage is in that kind of place of dangerously, like your your marriage is in danger of, of imploding or ending, or right. those, that is a reason to again. When we say step away or quit, it's not just that's not what you were talking about a minute ago. I'm not called to this. It's no, I I have. Some, I need some serious help personally. Right. I need some per- help with my my marriage, and it's time to. And a lot of times we have to step away and regroup. So, you know, I I, I think the quickest way to 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 kind of phrase it is: no ministry is worth losing your own faith over or losing your marriage over. And so yeah. I think that's that's kind of a, a gauge for what I would say is the low hanging obvious fruit of this mm. is when it's legit for you to quit, walk away, even wise and mature to do so. Can you think of another reason? Yeah, Brian, uh, I think, uh, I don't want to be careful with this, but I think pr- struggles with certain particular sins okay. uh, may, well, some of them, definitely you should quit. Uh, others may be an indication that 
you are you're in danger. And I think Brian, we have to recognize that ministry does not uh, end temptation. Ministry is not a is not a uh, for a younger guy. Uh, maybe particularly to realize it's not the highway of super sanctification. If you thought, well, I'm struggling with sin. If I could maybe just be in the ministry and spend time right. by myself in the Word and in prayer, and just and if I were just ministering to people, then um, these lusts or whatever else um, perverse thoughts that I have are just going to go away. They may intensify. Right. Um, right. Uh, there, there is an unusual. A temptation that comes to men in ministry. You know, it's, just, you know, it's 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 the desire of the enemy. Uh, there's just that's part of it. And I think that uh, if you are right now uh, contemplating a relationship with somebody in the church outside of your wife, you get, yeah, flags run, are, flags stop, everywhere. Right. Uh, you know, don't if, don't don't allow. If you need to move to get a, get away from that situation, to get away from that temptation, you need to do whatever yeah. you can. If your desire, you know, if if you're beginning to pilfer, you're starting to, you know, you're you're somebody's taking stuff out of the collection box that they ought not to right. take, or something like that's going to be scandalous, something that's going to ruin the reputation, uh, that's going to ruin the church. Uh, you 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 need to. You need to step aside. Well, and think even those examples you gave directly are linked to First Timothy three and the qualifications. Right. Like the first one you mentioned yeah. is it's being faithful to your one wife. It's yeah. There's a qualification. Yeah, right. There's a qualification. Be free of the love of money, because right. for, because of these implications. So I think when we're talking about this is an important category to put out there. Are there you know are there certain sins that we would struggle with to the point to where it would be wise to step away. I think that is a careful conversation we have to have because we're, you were, we're all men, we're all sinners and we need Jesus just as much right, as everybody all else. Sin and need a grace, and right. this can be, this can, I've watched this be taken way too, too far to disqualify some men that I don't think are disqualified. Right. At the same time, to your point, uh, to, there are men who stay, are, who stay even while they're in the midst of, of, of scandal and other things, and so, right. yeah. So that is that is. I agree. That's a legit uh, reason to to potentially uh, to potentially quit. Uh, the last thing I'll throw one more out there. I think, uh, and this time we're seeing more and more the the risk of a pastor's own physical or mental or emotional well being mm-hmm. if it gets bad enough to where it, it may be time to step away. So. You know, as many know my story in the early years at our church, what I dealt with, one of the things that, you know, happened after at that five, at the end of that five years, you know, I started having health things that showed up, a heart issue that developed. To this day, I still have to be aware of and manage. And, you know, if if I had not got some help and regrouped around that, something, you know, that's something that can lead to where you actually don't have a choice. You have to, you have to step away. I mean, Jim, you've had some health issues that... Hmm. By God's grace, of you've been able to recover and been able to work through those, and right. the church. I mean, we joked about your your um, your God ordained sabbatical for what you know three months or something, where you couldn't just four months, where you couldn't preach, and, and that was just something that had that. But the church, you continued to serve the church. You just weren't able to serve in some of these other ways. Yeah, weren't able to preach. But there were but there were health issues that came. Right, and so uh, there were. We're human beings. We're limited. We have a limited capacity. So, I would say I think there's some physical health issues, or even, you know, mental and, and emotional issues. A pastor who can't, who's so depressed, he cannot get out of bed every day. Yeah, that's something he probably has to. He's got one get help, but two, 
is this something, especially if it's caused by the rigors of ministry, he maybe needs to step away. Yeah, and, and Brian, some men stay in ministry uh, almost out of a sense of guilt. You know, they, they, they feel like they're letting God down. You know, uh, they're letting their family yep, down. They're letting right. the church down. And they add guilt on top of their depression, which I think can can have a very, uh, very unwholesome effect. Yep. So I'm going to say one more thing, and that's, uh, Brian, I think that in a situation in a church where where the relational breakdown is such in the congregation that you find yourself combative or angry uh, or bullying toward the congregation where maybe they're unresponsive or maybe there is that guy or those guys in the church who are constant, the constant critics and you're not able to take it anymore, and you blow up, and you're you're, you're angry, or you start uh, from the pulpit, you know, with one of these uh, "I've had it up to here" kind of sermons, and uh, I'm not going to take it anymore kind of sermons, and it it becomes a leader. It's, it's no longer loving leadership, but it has become uh, about you and yeah. about uh, you know. So I think that that might be a situation where there may if the if there's if if there may be sin that needs to be confronted or even disciplined in the church. That may be the case where this person who is causing these problems really is in sin and needs to be, you know, that, that needs to be called out. But if your own heart has grown hard and harsh and critical and cynical and yeah. angry toward the people that you're meant to love and to serve, you may yeah. at least need to step away for a time yeah. uh, in order to deal with that heart. <clears throat> That that's a great category to bring up. I think we could almost categorize it as if you you grow so bitter and cynical towards your people, it might be time to step away. You know, that may that can get bad enough to yeah. your point that it might be time to step away. Okay, for our last few minutes, I want to shift to okay, there are plenty of so there are plenty of legitimate reasons a pastor should step away. Let's just so that's what mm-hmm. we just spent the time doing. However, the goal is is to persevere in right. what God's called us to, whatever that may be. So Let's spend the last few minutes talking about, one, were you ever tempted to quit? And two, what made you stay even when you were tempted to quit? Yes, I, I, I have been tempted to quit. Uh, I was tempted to quit uh, in, in, in the two categories. Uh, oh, you know, it's, it's me and it's them. Those are the two categories. So in regard to me, is sometimes feeling so ineffective or so ineffectual in trying to help somebody and just thinking... Uh, I don't know that I'm really called to this. Yeah. But I, but then, Brian, what helps in that is the recognition that the fact that you're not effective does not mean you're not faithful. Yeah, that's good. And that what you are called to pre- preeminently is faithfulness and not effectiveness. And yeah. we want to be faithful and effective. But sometimes even the, the means of grace and the best means of grace do not produce the fruit that we long to see. Yes, well said. There were men and women who sat under the ministry of Christ himself, who who built their house on sand. Yeah, And right. it wasn't his fault, and it wasn't the fault of the ministry, and it wasn't because he lacked wisdom, and it wasn't because he lacked love. And that's the accusation that it can either come internally or externally. Yep. I cheated on my wife, and it's your fault. If your preaching were better, you know, and you begin to internalize. Oh wow! I, or you know, the people in church fought, and they couldn't, they couldn't, they, they wouldn't be reconciled. And it's your now, it's your fault. 
and you know that sort of a thing. And, and but you feel it, and and you're like, wow, I'm a failure. I'm a really a failure. So this is what brought you to possibly to, yeah to, to want to quit. But quit. then also it was the recognition that faithfulness. I wasn't unfaithful. I didn't believe at the end of the day that I was unfaithful. So it was really a season of what you felt was a lack of fruit, fruit that then was making you think, so should I leave then if yes, I'm not effective? Right. That's good. And, and, and I had to, and I also had to take the encouragement that there had been dozens and dozens of people with whom my ministry was effective and it did help. And I, I could not allow those failures to predominate my mind or to identify what my ministry was all about. Like, you had to balance. It was both. It That's was not. Good. So you can't get a big head over that you've been you've been helpful to some, but you can't you shouldn't despair because you haven't helped everybody. That's well said. I had two times I was tempted to quit. Uh, one was in the end of year five after the first five years that I've talked about where I was where the physical symptoms of the stress that was showing up because I was just mentally and emotionally just fried. And I had spent five years laboring and feeling pretty beat up. And I, I just questioned whether I can, can, I didn't know this was going to turn, thankfully. And, and that's what tells me I was at that point. The Lord turned the ship at that point. But I didn't know it was going to. And I had to ask the question, can I, can I keep doing this mm. if it stays this way? Right. And thankfully it didn't. But I had to ask that question. And when I started, it got scary when when at the ripe age of like 34 years old, your body starts to shut down over everything yeah. that's happening. So I actually had to ask the question. Like It's almost like I don't want to quit, but I wonder if I'm supposed to if it continues. The second time I, almost, I was tempted to quit was in about year 10. It was actually right before my sabbatical that, that I took, which we're going to talk about on a future episode, talking about sabbaticals again. And that's um, my family... Uh, my marriage kind of imploded and uh, the sabbatical was well-timed to begin to get some help, but there was some, it, it got pretty scary and ugly in a lot of ways. And uh, just some of the stuff that was, that had come as a result of that in my, my own marriage. And, and my, I remember asking myself, how bad does this have to get before I've got to step out, whether it's for the best of our marriage or whether it's, I, I can't continue you know, in good conscience to do what I'm doing right. with my, at this place. I felt in some ways we kind of went up right up on the precipice of that, but God was kind and got us some good help, and we regrouped and were able to continue on in ministry, though had some really just hard years in counseling and those kind of things. But I had to ask myself the question, am I, and that, so that was so the first one was kind of health-related, but the second one was, you know, I— you know where this is where my marriage is, and we're in a tough spot, and I need mm. to figure out whether where I can continue or not. And so, but we're able to to push through that as well. So, Jim, any any final thoughts around this idea of of the temptation to quit, or even reasons other guys stay, maybe in the midst of being tempted to quit? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I guess Brian, the main thing I'd want to say is don't make your decision in isolation, and don't make your decision hastily. That's yeah, good. And as, as you often like to say, and don't make your decision on Monday. Don't on do it Sunday, on Monday. On Sunday night don't or do Monday. Yep. Uh, um, uh, talk to somebody else and see, the other thing I would say is, see if a small break might be able to rejuvenate in a way that you, you realize, I, I, okay, I didn't need to, I don't need to step aside forever, but maybe two weeks a, a, a two week, three weeks, 
off might be able to gain the perspective and the renewed strength. So seek help, seek counsel, and before you do the more drastic, potentially do something far less drastic, uh, and that is uh, uh, seek a break before a permanent break, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. I think the last thing I would I would say on this is what's implied in the quitting language that we're using is that we somehow would prematurely leave a ministry post sooner than we should, mm-hmm. and and I I would just say that I, I think we need to uh, throw into this the aspect of calling, and it's not about whether you stay somewhere forever. Like I mean, I transitioned mm-hmm. last a year ago. After 17 years of pastor of Auburndale Baptist Church, uh, the last thing I felt like I was doing was quitting. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in prayer and counsel and months and months of walking through mm-hmm. because I felt like God had released me from my labors there and what he had mm-hmm. called me to do, and I mm-hmm. moved to the next ministry post. So I think that's the thing to to look at is that uh, there's a lot of guys that, that are trying to sort through... Uh, what has God called me to do here? And is my work done here yet? Hmm. Or is my work not done yet? And, and I want to throw that in as the last, because I think um, that is a question we always need to be asking. The go- and when we look to bring this full circle to 2 Timothy 4 that you referenced earlier, you know, Paul says, you know, like, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry to, to Timothy. Well, that's the call, is to fulfill our ministry and whatever God calls us to. That doesn't necessarily mean we go one place and stay forever. Uh, but we need to. But there's different ways to try to sort through whether God has called us to this place and we're done or not. Yeah, the, I think that's another podcast, Brian. I think yeah, the, I think you're uh, right. on transitions yeah. and uh, how how do you discern that? Uh, you know, uh, in a way that's not just uh subjective uh where you think you're hearing the voice of god yeah. uh, how do this you, is how hard do you i'm feeling called yeah, so away you, yeah right that is a whole That's other a, podcast yeah. but why don't jim why don't you take a minute and will you pray for pastors who are struggling with this very issue We're like tempted to quit do i stay uh just pray for them in this mm-hmm. way Father in heaven, do pray for your servants who who right now are perhaps feeling crushed or weighed down, uh, who have reached a a point internally or externally where they're questioning whether they should be in ministry. Maybe some are questioning even the the truth of your word and and your your presence and your existence because they are so sad about what they see. Heavenly Father, pray that you would come alongside, help, and refresh those who are who are your own, uh, Lord, strengthen them. Father, we do pray for that no man hearing this who is in the midst of a struggle would find themselves in such isolation that they go through this alone. Uh, Father, pray that you would uh, allow for wise counsel and uh, loving uh, intervention on, on the part of friends or family. Uh, Lord, unto that end, Lord, that you would be glorified, that your church would be built up and your servants helped. We ask for these uh, these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.